afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. What a great job the team did in leading us into worship today. And what a great job you did worship. And I, I thank you for giving God your best in worship. We're going to get into the Word of God here today, and, and I'm going to continue the message that I started last week. And so, could we just all stand? I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture today, and then I'll let you be seated. I'm going to preach for a few moments on the subject success that matters most. Success that matters most. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 from the New Living Translation that says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those, someone say only those, only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, perform many miracles in your name, but I will reply, I never knew you, get away from me, you who break God's laws. That's pretty serious right there if you ask me. Verse 24, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows, it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built upon bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on the sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat upon or against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Once again, let's just ask God to let our hearts be receptive to his word today. Don't don't be praying for the person across the aisle. I want you to pray for yourself that your heart would receive God's word. Jesus, again today, God, we're grateful for the word of God. We're grateful for the truths found in this book. God, we're praying today, God, that your word would convict, that your word would get a hold of our hearts today. And God, if change is needed, God, it would make change in our lives. God, put your hand upon this service, God, the remainder of this service today, and we thank you for it. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you're seated. We started this last week. If you were not here last week or didn't watch online, I'm just going to kind of do a quick review so um, you can get kind of caught up to where we're at in this message. I fully intended this message to be complete last week. But we kind of got caught up in it, and we only got about halfway through, so we're going to complete it today. I started out by talking about we all want to be successful. Amen? We, we all desire to be successful. If you're here today and you don't want to be successful, you're not the norm. Okay? We, we all desire success. And, and, and no one just wakes up accidentally and finds out they are successful. It takes work. It takes determination. It it takes a lot of effort to be successful. We quickly look at someone, and and we we call it, man, they're successful. Amen? We kind of know if someone has that successful look. You know, 
You look at the house they live in. You look at the vehicle they drive. You look at the clothes they wear. These are all things we look at and we wonder, man, I, I have a good feeling that they're successful. Uh, we, we, we have this. You look at the, the colleges they went to, the degrees that they might have hanging on their office wall. We, we look at that and we say, man, they are successful. Only to find out sometimes it's a look and it's a facade for reality. There's people that look successful and they're not. And the flip side is true too, Pastor Jonathan. Some people don't have the look of success, but they're hiding it. They're successful. You know what? We, we are quick to decide whether someone is successful. We are quick because we have that look that impresses and, and we, we, we look at that and we think, man, I, I want to be successful like that person. But there's a success that the Bible talks about that is not really like the success that we're naturally thinking about right now. There's a godly success that is defined by God's word, not by what you think about someone and success. You know what? God's word gives us guidelines. You want to be successful, truly successful. Success that matters most is the success that happens when you have finally made it to the end of this life and you hear the words from God, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God's word gives us guidelines that guarantee success. There are three things we talked about last Sunday that will guarantee success. You want to know, Pastor, what do I do to be successful on that great day? Number one, you pray. Make sure that your time with God is not only when crisis comes. Am I still causing trouble here? All right, microphones and technology. Got to love it. I don't know, it, all, it always acts up at the wrong times, but you gotta pray. Make sure that God's not only hearing from you when trouble comes. Make sure you're not just talking to God when, when there's a crisis at home. Make sure that prayer is a part of your daily activity. Psalm 63 and one says, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Does God expect in the course of a day to hear from you? That's the question. In the course of your time that you're awake on any given day, is the God of heaven going to hear anything from you? Do you have a time that you spend with God? There's a great promise in God's word that if we take some things to God in prayer, He's got some answers for us. This is what Proverbs 3 says, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. You know there are things and decisions we got to make in this life that we don't know what decision to make. But the Bible here says, it gives us a little clue. Don't lean on your own understanding. But in verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. 
What's that look like? It's taking your situation to God in prayer. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know which way to turn. I don't know if I should take this job or that job. You acknowledge God in all your ways, and the Bible gives us this great promise. He shall direct your paths. If you spend time with God in prayer, if you'd spend time taking your needs and your situations and your decision-making to God in prayer, he will direct your paths. The second thing that guarantees success beyond prayer is taking God's word and applying it to our lives. The Bible is not just any book. This is not just like any book on the shelf in the library. This is God's word. There's a slide that will come on the screen that any book can bring you information, but only God's word can bring transformation. The Bible says this is the living word of God. This is the word that changes. This is the word that transforms us. That's why I work so hard to get you into the word of God. That's why I work to get you to come to Bible study on Wednesday. That's why I work to get you reading the Bible app with us. Because this book is the book, God's word, that brings transformation. There was a great promise that God gave to the children of Israel before they entered the promised land in Joshua 1 and 8. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, what's it say? Day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, someone say then, you, you meditate on it day and night, you work to do everything that's written therein, then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and then thou shalt have, what's it say? Good success. You have good success when you spend time in God's word. You have good success and your way is prosperous when you do the things that are written therein. That's why it's important to be in church. That's why it's important to be studying and reading your Bible. Because I want to be successful according to God's plan, not the world's. Amen? One more thing for review. Some things that will guarantee success. Number three, we got to pursue godly priorities. You know, in our culture, it's easy to get caught up pursuing the things that make us look like we're successful. It's easy to get caught up, you know, getting the career and getting the degrees and getting the house with the white picket fence and getting the nice car. And I'm not saying don't do that. The Bible doesn't call those things bad. Pursue, make as much money as you can. And give a lot of it back to the kingdom of God. Now, really, those things are okay. But but this life is so short. I mean, I'm no longer a young man. I I think I am, but I'm not. And and I'm looking back and I'm thinking, where, where did that decade go? Like, time is just going by so quickly. And some of us here, we're, we're going to find out that, that life is shorter. We've got less on this side of life than on that side of life. And when you finally get to that last 
breath on your deathbed, there's some things that won't really matter. You know what's not going to matter on your deathbed? Is all the extra hours you went to the office and had to work overtime. It's not going to matter on your deathbed. You know what's not going to matter on your deathbed? Is all those degrees hanging on your wall in your office. It's not going to matter on your deathbed. You know the 401k, no, this is not the USA. The RRSPs, they're not going to matter when you're on your deathbed. The new car in the driveway, all that money you got in the bank is not going to matter on that day. The only things that are going to matter on that day are your family and your relationship with Almighty God. Notice the promise that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. He says, seek first the kingdom. Someone say first. Don't seek the career first and seek the big house first and seek the money in the bank first and all the RSPs and retirement first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible gives us this great promise. All these other things shall be added unto you. You, you, you don't seek those things first. You seek God first. And when you seek God first, he takes care of all the other things. What a great promise. So it's important. Here's the slide for you. You need to find out what's important to God and make that your number one priority. Someone say, seek first the kingdom. Everybody say, seek first the kingdom. All right. So, so we have this verses that I read at the beginning of this message. Talked about Matthew 7 and 20. I'm just going to review a couple of these real quick. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father will enter. On judgment day, many will say, Lord, Lord, and it goes on to say that he's going to tell some people, I never knew you. Brother Justin's going to make sure I get water here. Thank you, Brother Justin. I take it, I'll take the hint. I, I need water, right? I, I did teach an, an hour class or almost an hour class upstairs at, at 9 o'clock. And then I talked, of course, during the baby dedication. And now I'm speaking now. So it's a little bit more than I'm used to on a Sunday, but it's all right. Hopefully you can handle it. Jesus here in these verses talks to us and introduces a concept called judgment day. Someone say judgment day. This is the day when it will be revealed whether you and I were ultimately successful. I'm calling this message the success that matters most. On judgment day, Not everybody wants to hear about Judgment Day. People want to come to church, and they want to hear about love and mercy. And and, and we want to hear about the grace of God and the the, the hope we have. And, 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 And we should, because those are all concepts in the Word of God that God wants to give all of us. But I would not be a good pastor today if I just talked about those things and never mentioned things like Judgment Day. The Bible lets us know there's a judgment day coming for everyone. From the eldest 
person in the room, that's probably Sister Dob, who's 89 years old. There's a judgment day coming for the eldest to the youngest. And I'm not sure if baby Esme is the youngest. I probably think so. It doesn't matter what level of society you find yourself at. It doesn't matter what part of town you live in. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter where you find yourself on the social ladder. The Bible says there's a judgment day coming. Here's a couple of verses. The first verse is talking about those who are non-believers. They, they have to stand, the Bible says, before the great white throne judgment. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12. This is what this says. I saw the dead, both great and small. This is, this is prophetic by John the Revelator. He's prophesying through what God gave him of what's coming in the future. Saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. The books were open, including the book of life. And the dead, everyone that dies, and we're all going to die at some point. You say, I didn't come to church for this kind of a morbid message. I'm I'm trying to just be honest. We're all going to die unless Jesus Christ comes back and we resurrect out of here. The dead were judged according to what they had done. Interesting. They're going to be judged according to to what they had done as recorded in the books. You know what? There's some books in heaven. God's keeping record. Jesse. There's a Jesse column. How's Jesse doing? There's a Joel column. How's Joel doing? He's right. There's there's a record in heaven. It's called the books. And then there's the book of life, the Bible says. We want to make sure that our name is found written in the book of life. So this is the great white throne judgment at that final day. But there's also a judgment for the believers. Any believers in the room? And we we do also get to stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. It says, for we must all, someone say all, all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now, now I want you to notice in these two verses that both the believers and the non-believers are going to be judged. That should cause us to have a little pause today. That should cause us to have a little reflection today. We're going to be judged according to the things we have done in this life. And the real success is going to be revealed for those that hear those great words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, it's not the one that dies with the most toys that wins. It's not the one that has the most stuff on the day of death that wins. It's really the one that wins is the one that hears those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And those are the ones who actually, the Bible says, do 
the will of my Father in heaven. Those are the ones that will enter into heaven. You know, most people don't get this. Do you ever have someone, you hear of a friend or neighbor die? There was an accident or there was a death and it was unexpected or someone dies because they're old. And everybody's quick to do it this way. You know, we're quick to say, oh, they were a good man or they were a good woman or they were a good husband and they provided for their family. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't do a lot of wrong. You know what? And all that's good and I pray that's the way they have to say about us. We're quick to say, may they rest in peace. But I want to tell us today, we ignore and gloss over the parts of the Bible that talk about the fact that every single individual is going to face a judgment for the things they've done. Hebrews 9 and 27, it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. I've done it, you've done it, you know, you're quick, someone dies, well, they're probably singing in the heavenly choir. Well, maybe they'll eventually get there, but first, after this, judgment. You say, Pastor Steve, you're, getting, you're a little heavy on us today. I'm normally not. But I just want to remind us today, we're going to be judged by this word. We're going to be judged by God's word. That's a great reason for us to read this book. That's a great reason for us to, to get into the word of God and, and have a preacher preach to us. It's a great reason to understand what this book is saying because I, I'm going to be judged by this. i, I got to realize that I'm not going to get to heaven because of my good looks. You're not going to get there for your good looks either or because you're this good person. The Bible says we're, we're, we're getting there based on the sacrifice of Jesus on a cross. The verse after this in the New Living Translation says, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. I'm grateful today that there was a sacrifice of Jesus Christ on a cross to take away the sins of many people. I'm not relying upon my goodness. I'm not relying upon the things that I can do to get to heaven. I'm relying upon the cross of Jesus Christ. We sung it this morning. Hallelujah for the cross. It's redeemed us. It's washed us. It's cleansed us. It's made us right with God. I thank God for that truth today. It says he will come again not to deal with our sins. If we have him deal with our sins today, he will not deal with our sins on that day. I'm going to say that again. If we understand the truths of God's word, if there's going to be a judgment following, if I get my sins to Jesus today, if I take my sins and I repent of those sins today, he takes care of them, he washes them in his blood today, and then when I get to that day, I don't got to worry about my sins because the, this verse lets us know that we're no longer waiting for him to deal with our sins but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid of judgment day. I'm not fearful for what's coming down the road. I want to be successful on that day. And for me to be successful on that day is to repent of my sins today. Hallelujah. 
Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to just look like a good pastor. I'm telling you, there's a lot of bad pastors in this world. Just go read the news. My wife and I, we're from Virginia, and we, we have family there in the Chesapeake, Virginia Beach area, and, and there's a pastor there. Don't go look it up because it's not a very good story, but you can go look it up, verify. There's a pastor there of a huge church, and they had a, a little sting operation that the police department put together. And they found him online trying to solicit an, a minor, a child. And he was caught. He was the top dog in that church. Now, I'm not calling all pastors dogs. Just so, he, he was the top guy. He was the top pastor. He was the lead guy. I'm saying not every preacher. They might look the part. They might look like they got it all together. They might look like they're successful. But not everyone that looks like they're successful is successful on that day. It doesn't matter what someone looks like. It doesn't matter how someone appears. You know, they might look like the most spiritual person at Life Church. Don't let, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying we, we can't judge on this day because there's an ultimate judge that knows whether we've taken care of the sin problem and whether we're relying on the cross to bring us salvation. That's our only hope. Hallelujah. He's coming back to bring salvation to those who are looking for him. Jesus informed us in this great message that he gave in Matthew chapter 7. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows them. Anyone. Someone say anyone. Anyone who hears or reads the word of God and follows it is wise. Hallelujah. Anyone who follows, listens, heeds the word of God is wise. Because I want to say... It's like a person who builds his house on a rock. The winds come, the waves come, the, the flood waters rise, and that house stands strong because it's built on a rock. Verse 26 says, but anyone who hears the teachings, hears the word of God and doesn't obey it is, what's it say? Foolish. You read this. How many have ever read the word of God and something jumps off the page at you and you think, man, I need to change that in my life. That's hearing the word of God. If you hear it and don't do it, the Bible says foolish. It's like the guy who builds his house on the sand. And when the winds and waves and rain comes, that house does not stand because it's built on sand. We must make sure that our life is built on the rock of Jesus Christ. Because on judgment day, it's not going to matter how much money's in your bank. It's not going to matter anything about all the success in this life. The only way you're going to be successful on that day is if your life is built on Jesus Christ. There's a slide. Judgment Day will ultimately reveal whether you were successful or not. That's the success that matters. That's the success that really matters. It doesn't matter 
how nice the car is in the garage. It doesn't matter that you got a big house with three or four car garage in it. It doesn't matter that you got the nice little picket fence around the, the perimeter. It doesn't matter. None of that really matters. It doesn't matter that people know who you are. He's just such a good guy in our society. It doesn't matter what the society thinks about you. It's that day to have true success. And it comes to those who are following God's word. It comes to those who are listening to God's word. That is who is going to ultimately have success. So when you hear the preacher preach, when you read the word of God, listen and do it. Amen? If you don't, foolish. When the word of God says repent, don't just listen to it and say, well, that's for that person over there. Do it. If God's word says get baptized in water in the name of Jesus, just do it. If the word of God tells us to go ahead and change some ways, but we keep living our own life the way that we want to live our own life, the Bible says you're foolish. When the word of God tells us to give our whole life to him, but we only give him a little bit. We only give him a a little section God, you can deal with this, but I'm not going to let you touch this part of my life. The Bible says we're foolish. The only way to be truly successful is when I hear and obey God's word. True success is when I do what this book says. The theme from Nike, you, you, you know the theme. What is it? What, what is the Nike theme? Let it be the life church theme. Just do it. You, you, you might say, Pastor, you know, um, I don't understand it. We don't have to understand it to do it. You might say, I don't like that part, Pastor. I don't like that section. Doesn't matter if we like it. If it's God's word, what are we to do? Just do it. God honors those who live their life in obedience to God's word. One more slide. The success that matters most is not, someone say it's not, it's not what you attain in this life, but the success that matters most is that we make it into heaven to live eternally with our Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the only success that matters. I'm going to invite us to stand as I conclude this time together. I just want us for a moment to take a moment and just bow our heads and close our eyes. I'm talking to everyone right now. I I really felt that this message was something we all needed to hear. Too often we get caught up with wanting a worldly success. Don't let that dictate your life. I really felt that we need to take a moment in this service and talk to God and pray. Before we go here today, before they sing the first song, I just want you to take the next couple of minutes and we're going to repent as a congregation. 
there's any area of your life that you need to repent of, you need to say, God, I know I've not been living right. God, I know that this is not right according to your word. God, this, this is an area that you're dealing with me. I'm asking you right now to take a moment and begin to repent. Begin to talk to God. No one can do this for you. You've got to do it yourself. If you've not been obedient to God's word, if you're, there's some things that you know you need to do, make the decision right now that you're going to do them. Right now, I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to talk to God. Jesus, forgive us, Lord. God, we want to be ultimately successful with you, God. We want to be ultimately, God, making it to heaven. God, that's our final goal. That's our only real goal in this life. God, I I thank you for the blessings. I thank you for all the abundance. I thank you that the goodness of God is chasing us down. But God, I pray today that we're not consumed with stuff in this life. But God, we will ultimately get to that life. And we will hear those great words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're feeling God speaking to you, I'm praying, respond to the word of God. Respond by crying out to God and and asking God to help you. If you feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost, if there's some areas that you need to make right, it's time to make it right. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.